Welcome to track number 18 of Obligations of Christians to Use Means for the Conversion of the Heathen. I think I'm going to shorten the message to 25 points. How many points do you have? 23. 24. After you've preached about, you talk about God commanded his love, then you talk about the greater love. The next one, you talk about the prodigal son. You have to talk about the prodigal son. The next 24th way of witnessing. The 24th way to witness is to talk about the prodigal son. You say you want to witness, I'm giving you 100 ways to witness. Talk about Jesus and blind Bartimaeus. Jesus and Lazarus. Jesus and the man with dropsy. Jesus and the woman with the issue of blood. Jesus and the two blind men. Jesus and the woman who was bent over. Jesus and the two lepers. Jesus and the ten lepers. Then you talk about the greater love. You talk about God commanded his love. Then you talk about the prodigal son. Do you remember Jesus spoke about the prodigal son? Yeah. You see, speaking about what you've heard, what Jesus told us, because Jesus said, what I say to you, I say to all. So what Jesus said to disciples, he was saying to us, if you believe that whatever I ask, I shall receive, then you have to believe that all these other things Jesus said, he was talking to us. And as he spoke to us, we are supposed to go and tell other people about it. So I'm expected to stand on a crusade platform. I'm expected to stand personally with people and tell them. I remember one man, I sat down, a rich man. I quoted the whole of the rich man and Lazarus to him. I quoted verse by verse in his sitting room. And I told him, this is what will happen to you. If you don't give your life to Jesus, you will die and go to hell. And I told him there was a certain rich man, just like you, clothed in purple and fine linen. And I quoted the whole scripture to him. Yeah, in his room. That's how to witness. You have to make sure you go through the different possible ways of witnessing. And the prodigal son is one of the classic stories. Things that Jesus said. You can only find it in the book of Luke. You can't find it in Matthew, Mark, John. It's only Luke who talks about it. And this is a story that everybody remembers. And it also helps people when they've fallen away from God to come back to God. If I go into it now, I've preached so many series about the prodigal son. I think recently, I think I was talking about the prodigal son somewhere. You know? But the prodigal son is a way you must know that story well. That's how to witness. Yeah, witnessing is not just, you see, you, Romans 3.23, all have sinned. Number two, the wages of sin is death. Number three, the free gift of God is eternal, eternal life. Number four, uh, what? I'm, I'm teaching you actually how to preach the gospel. Actually, how to witness, how to preach. Hundred ways. How to preach the gospel, how to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. What is his name? Is it Michael Moore? Michael? Where are you? Come, come. What was the topic where, the day that you gave your life to Jesus? Come. Give him a microphone. Well, you, you say you gave your life. Come. 
What was the topic I preached about? All dead people are alive. What? All dead people are alive. The topic was all dead, dead people, people are, are alive. alive. Which means what? When you die, you still live. Even if you commit suicide, you are still alive. Because you didn't give yourself life. Yeah. And he preached from Luke 16, verse 19, talking about the rich man and Lazarus. That there was a place, and there's only one place that people beg for a drop of water, not a glass. He has visited people's house, and no one has ever asked for a glass. And he talked about a blind man in Jolo. He was dying and he began to see the evil spirits saying they are coming for me. I didn't used to believe in, in dem- like, I didn't, I was skeptical. I didn't really think about eternity. But when he talked about that thing, I, I began to think about it. And he said that the more you hear it and you reject it, your palm becomes hard. It's like someone who weeps and my conscience is becoming harder. The more I'm rejecting God and I was so moved in my heart. And I gave my life to Jesus. Wow. Is it powerful? So you see, the stories are working. Testimonies, I love you. Yeah. He's crying. Yes. And and that day I preached about all dead people are still alive. Hitler is alive. Yes. Stalin is alive. Your father is alive if he's dead. Your mother is alive. Everybody you think is dead is alive. All dead people are still alive. He was a a drug addict. And he's giving his life to Jesus. You wouldn't know what it means. And you see, when God saves you, then how can I say thanks? The next question. That is how I will say thanks. Is to serve you for the rest of my days. Amen. What a blessing. And when I preach and I say my topic is. I, you know I've forgotten about that topic. But he, he stopped me on the way somewhere. And told me I gave my life to Christ. You preach all dead people are still alive. I said hey what topic is that? <laughs> and then I remembered preaching that yeah. Because I don't know what happened. It really occurred to me that every dead person is actually still alive. But it's alive somewhere. Hey. I mean, one of my most common topics, and I'm coming to that one. The 100 is one of them. It's about the rich man and Lazarus. Yes. You have to know how to say it. Yes. Every one of you here, if you want to enjoy Jesus, learn to speak about Jesus. If you want to enjoy Christianity, you want to enjoy preaching, eh, is the main thing. We never become secondary to anything. He's the son of God. God sent him to save us, to tell us these things. And we, it's our obligation. It's the obligations of Christians. I don't know how many slaps pastors are going to get when they get to heaven. eh? For the nonsense we have been preaching. Yes. Obligations of Christians to use means for the conversion of the heathens. 
Wow. Obligations. It was my obligation to talk about. One day I was going to preach and I was thinking about this story of Lazarus and I was feeling tired of it. And the Lord asked me, are you tired of uh, telling this story? I said, Lord, I tell it every time. So, are you tired of it? I said, no, I'm not tired at all. I'm not tired at all. I'll say it. Would you like me to say it? Yes, say it. Say it. Yes. Every, that's why when I'm having a crusade, all the people who travel with me, I don't allow anybody to talk. I don't want to see it. If you talk, I shouldn't see you. If you are in my vision, I see you talking or chatting whilst I'm preaching. I will not let you come to the crusade again. Yeah, do you know why? Because as you are chatting and talking, then as I see you chatting, it's like I'm saying something that is not necessary. But somebody's life is he's, he's recounting everything I said. He's recounting every story I said, everything, every point I made. And when you go to somebody's house, you don't ask for a glass of water. You ask, you don't ask for a drop of water. You ask for a glass. Of, he remembers it. He remembers I described a man like Jawulu. He was dying, blind man, and he saw the demons coming for him. He remembers it. And you are sitting there chatting and looking some familiarity with, and it's like it's killing my spirit and making me summarize my message and end it quickly because it's like it's not necessary and you keep saying the same thing over and over. Damn you. I don't want to see your face when I'm preaching. Damn you. I don't want to see your face when I'm preaching. You are preventing the preaching of the word of God. Yes. That's how people are when they come with their familiarity faces. It's like we know you. We know what you say. We know your message. We know your examples. We know your stories. I don't need you around me when I'm preaching. Go away out of my sight. You kill people and send them to hell. You not let the person preach what he has to preach. Because you sit there with your tuno and you can't even do half of what the person is doing. Yes. That's why you have to be careful. Those who feel you know everything. Chatting, talking, discussing, laughing, making remarks. Even saying things that you shouldn't say when preaching is going on. You don't know who is being saved. Look at that brother, Kwabna, who was waiting for me to do the altar call. When I'm doing the altar calls, I said, no, this is whatever. I have to say it well. I have to preach it well. I have to sing it well. Everything fully. Oh, blast. Nobody should slow me down or make me intimidated when, I, when it's time for, for certain things. No, 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 no. Yeah. So I'm very, very sensitive to those things. Yeah. I don't like it at all. Yeah, one day I went somewhere preaching and I was with, I was with somebody. But as soon as I saw the person yawning, I said, next time I'm traveling, I will not go with this person. Yeah. Because he's used to all my things. I just I saw. I'm very, very, like, it's like I said, I have several eyes. Oh, you see, I'm looking, I'm always looking at things. One day I met somebody who was like me. When I was talking to the I realized he was looking at several things around me. When I'm, sometimes when I'm talking, you see that I'm looking at things around I'm talking to you. My eyes are going around. Rarely do I even look at you when I'm talking. So I'll be looking at this. I'm always scanning. Yeah. You are going to say something. When he got to the point he was making the altar call, he was like, anyone who moves is a demon. Like, don't move. Like, you should stay. You were very wild. So I was like, hey, like, the way you were wild, like, I, I didn't understand it. Well, I never heard anything like that my life and should be saved and it's like you say if you if you if you don't want to be saved 
go to hell. You were playing like, ah, like you were, you were like, if you don't receive him, you think Christianity is easy. Is that how do you know, um, how do you know, how do you know you're a Christian? When a tree dies, the leaves start to fall off. That's how you know. And he was talking, hey, he lying down like, hey, he was in brown, that brown, brown, it's like coffee, brown entourage. Yeah. And you were lying down and said that the dogs came and licked the sauce and you were describing, he said probably a dog with rabies bit him. And he started barking and he died. And he was carried away by angels. When I die, what will carry me? Is it angels or demons? And you went on and you were preaching. Yeah. And because you are there, you were there the last time. I shouldn't say it again. When somebody is there. Don't you enjoy listening to him talking? So fantastic. Yeah. And these days we keep seeing and hearing people who have been saved. I was saved. I came to church. I was saved. I came to preach. I was saved like that. We are hearing a lot of this type of testimonies. Never inhibit preaching by your attitude. Do you think I don't know what I'm preaching? You know how many times I preach these things? You have no idea. What I'm preaching is a book I've written some years ago. I have not released it. It's a book. I have it. It's a book. It's a book. I've written it long ago. It's not everything you know. You think you know, but that's the person who does. I know. Just I'm ready. That's the one who is not ready. Thank you. Prodigal son, can you talk about him? One day, a friend of mine, Reverend Adeboye, Adeboye, came to Ghana and he preached about the prodigal son. I was so charged and impressed and blessed. Since then, I have been using, he gave a number of stories. And I've been using them. Sometimes when I use, you not know that it's from his message. <laughs> oh, yes. I have at least two stories that come straight to my mind. From that, it was a breakfast meeting. Hey! Point by point, he explained the practical son. Now, a born again Christian must be able to take that story step by step, step by step. Talk about it. You'll be promoted because of that. Yes. You say, I don't have revelation. You say, I don't have revelation. As I'm preaching about the prodigal son. It is that attitude that drives people away to preach physics and chemistry and economics in churches. Instead of preaching the real gospel of Jesus Christ. So the prodigal son, if we go into it, it will take us three weeks to finish. Next one, you must be able to preach that God sent not his son to condemn the world. That is John 3, 17. No, most people can know John 3, 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The world believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Then John 3, 17. God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. Wow. Is evangelist thing, is it a video or an audio? 
Audio? I can't hear you. Okay. It's audio. Yeah. You have all these ways to witness on it. Each one I'm mentioning is there. You can talk and listen to it. One hour. Yes. It's called The Evangelist. Yes. Or maybe we should change it to The Witness. Then the next story you must be able to talk about is Jesus again, the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan. I'm giving you 100 ways to witness the Good Samaritan. Do you know the story of the Good Samaritan? The man who came and robbers had beaten him. And he was on the ground. Remember the story? Huh? The priest came by, didn't mind him. The Levite came by, didn't mind him. Then, a Samaritan. Hey. A half caste. Came by. And he poured in the oil and the wine. The wine is the red blood. And the oil is the Holy Ghost. Can you talk about it? You're not sure, isn't it? You're not sure, isn't it? I'm showing you how to be a Christian. It's your obligation. Huh? You are obliged. It's the obligation of Christians to use means for the conversion of the heathen. Ask of me and I'll give you the heathen as an inheritance. How are we going to convert them? What stories are you going to tell them? What messages are you going to give? What messages save people? How many like to listen to the story about Lazarus and the rich man? Is it, a, is it a good message? How many have heard me preaching about it before? How many like listening to it? Is it real and powerful? How many are glad that you are saved when you hear that story? It's like, hey, Charlie, I should be re-registered. How many have registered, re-registered a number of times? Yes. Then... You must be able to preach about why God sent his son. Why God sent his son. Hmm. Wow. Can you answer the question if I give you that essay? Why God sent his son? I'm going to give you that as your homework. Tomorrow morning, you tell me why God sent his son. That's the title of your message as you sit by a passenger and the VIP bus. And you are going, talk Christ. Don't say, I want you to come to my church. That is not the same as witnessing. You are not convert. You have to convert the person on the bus. Okay? I'm giving you power. This is what, this is where the Holy Spirit is going to work in your life. This is the Holy Spirit message. Why God sent his son. Why? Why? 
You should be able to discuss it intelligently. Why God sent his son. Amen. The next one. Who will go to hell? Now, every Christian must have a list of people that are confirmed that they are in hell. And there are about seven people on that list. Number one, rich people. Many rich people. Number two, wicked. Psalm 9 verse 17, the wicked shall be turned into hell. Number three, people who have forgotten God. In Psalm 9 verse 17, the wicked shall be turned into hell and those who forget God. Number four, the pompous, the mighty, and the proud. How are thou fallen? All the chief ones of the earth it has raised up and the dead, the chief ones of the earth. Thy pomp is brought down. Pompous, chief, proud people are in hell. Number five, the beast and the false prophet will go to hell. The beast and the false prophet will go to hell. Don't be there with them. The devil will go to hell. Number seven, anyone whose name is not in the book of life will go to hell. So you must have your message clear with your verses. Who will go to hell? Jesus taught us. Hallelujah. He taught us clearly that the rich man was in hell. The next one is you must be able to speak about witness about what will happen to you when you die. What will happen? Because the universities don't have answers to that question. What will happen to you when you die? Where will you get the answers from? What did Jesus say about what will happen to you when you die? Huh? What did he say? Come. What did Jesus say about what will happen to you when you die? Yes. Come. What will happen to you when you die? Did Jesus talk about that? Yes, yes he did. What did he say? Well, when I die and I believe in him, I'll come to him to pray. That's that is what Jesus what did Jesus say about what happens? It's what? A deep question. Too deep, isn't it? It's very deep. Can anybody help? Yes, come. Lane, is that Lane? Come, come. What will happen to you when you die? Did Jesus talk about it? What will happen to you when you die? Come, come. Yeah. Take a microphone. Take a microphone. All right. Tell us. He said that disappointed man wants to die after that judgment. So when we die, he judges. No, that's not what Jesus said. Hebrews, that's what's in Hebrews. Jesus didn't write Hebrews. He's true. Yes. <laughs> Nobody remember what Jesus said about what happened to you when you die? Huh? Ims? What did Jesus say? Shout it from the mountaintop. Rich man. Yeah. 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 Jesus described what happens to people when they die. So how come you don't know what will happen when you die? You say it's a deep question. Can I have two bottles, please? Stand here, stand here, stand here. Move away from the speaker. Two bottles. I, away from my pulpit so that it doesn't. Uh-huh. You are begging. You say it's a deep question. Next time, say shallow. Fire! 
Jesus. Why you must not, the next one, number what is this? 30. Why you must not perish in the lake of fire? Why you must not perish in the lake of fire? Can you answer that question? Or is deep? Is it deep? Too deep? Too deep? Who said it's too deep? Stand up, stand up. Why you must not perish in the lake of fire? She has covered her face. Can anybody answer why you must not perish in the lake of fire? Huh? Rebecca? You are just feeling cold. How many are feeling cold? Stand up there, stand up. Everybody, everybody stand up. Can you answer the question why you must not perish in the lake of fire? Why must you not perish, Daniel? Are you just expecting me to give you notes? No. I think God did not send I think, not think. I think, think is T-I-N-K. I think, think God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, mm-hmm. but through him all might be saved. So why should you not go to the lake of life? If somebody says, Oh, don't go to Shadiam Secondary School. Why should you not go to Shadiam Secondary School? What is a Shadiam Secondary School that you should not go there? Do you understand the question? It's English, oh. Is it too difficult or is deep? Over here, how many think that is deep? How many think that is shallow? How many don't think? <laughs> Why should you not go into that lake? Common sense. Number one, what? Huh? Fire. If there is fire there. So describe it, isn't it? Have we had any fires in Ghana recently? Describe it. You see, preaching is not, preaching is not, there was a lake of fire. Water with fire. Yes. Describe it. Speak about it. Tell people, make, look. Benny Hinn said, Catherine Kuhlman used to say that if you want miracles, he said, make Jesus, he said, Benny Hinn preached about seven steps to the anointing. Benny Hinn, but he said, 
he had one of the seven steps from Catherine Kuhlman. You know, Brennan preaches a message called Seven Steps to the Anointing. That's where I got that message from. Seven Steps to the Anointing. Okay. Now, but he says he got one step from Catherine Kuhlman. And the step that he got, like a step to the anointing, is Jesus. Like the door to the tabernacle. He described the colors of the gospel and said it represents Jesus. So he said, Catherine Kuhlman says that if you want miracles to happen, make Jesus real to the people. Yes, he said that the key to miracles, according to Catherine Kuma, is to make Jesus real to the people. That is why, honestly, when I'm preaching the gospel at crusades, I usually don't like even any scripture from, let's say, Corinthians or Psalms or those type of things. Although sometimes I do preach from there, especially when it's prophesied, but, you know, sometimes just for variation or sometimes just to have you know to, to try and preach from the old testament sometimes I, I do but because of that step to the anointing like make jesus real to the people i when i'm witnessing i either speak about a story of something jesus did or something jesus said Yes, like make Jesus real to the people. It's step number one to the anointing and to miracles. Make Jesus real. You start with the story. Today I'm talking about Jesus and the madman of Qatar. Today my message is Jesus, uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come. There was a certain man clothed in purple. The words of Jesus or the acts of Jesus make Jesus real to the people and then you enter into miracles yes let the people imagine Jesus many times I crusade I try to let the people imagine what it was like for Jesus to raise Lazarus from the dead or to raise Jairus daughter or to heal blind Bartimaeus or to heal the woman with the issue of blood or to heal the woman who was bent over or to heal the two blind men, or to heal the paralytic, or to heal the man with dropsy. It's like make it real, or heal the Syrophoenician woman's daughter. Huh? Yes, make Jesus real. You must be able to make Jesus real. And Jesus spoke about the lake of fire. He said, the worm dieth not. When I heard the worm dieth not, then I, I immediately God gives me revelation. A place you cannot die when you want to die. And you go to Switzerland today, they have euthanasia clinic where you go to die. Like you sign a contract, please kill me. And you go there and they will allow you to kill yourself or you. They will kill you for, for you. In Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> And stories that my mother mentioned about her friend who was a nurse. And, the, and the, the man, the woman, there was a woman on the world who was sick. Very sick and suffering. The husband took. You know, Switzerland is the third most armed country in the world. Like most, the people in the country are armed with guns. Number three in the whole world is Switzerland. 
Yeah. Because every young man, everybody goes to the army and you keep the AK-47 with you in the house, the gun. So the man went home and got his gun and came to the hospital and shot his wife. And he said that she was suffering too much because she was dying and she was in pain. So he killed her because he said he can't bear it. He was visiting her every day to end her suffering. But I got a message from that story that there is a place you cannot end anything. He said, the worm dieth not. That's why you mustn't go there. The worm dieth not. Yes. Wailing. When I hear the word wailing, I remember my wife in labor. Speaking French. I told her, you are not in pain. When you are in pain, you will not speak. You will speak fancy. You will not speak French. (laughs) You say, Ajay. You will not say, Merci beaucoup or something. Pierre Essédu. You will not speak French. She was speaking French. I said, my sister, you have not yet started feeling pains. Are you there or you are going home? Wailing. Then I think of Kenneth Hagin and the stories he has spoken about hell. He used to make a big banner. Come and listen to the man who has gone to hell and come back. That was the banner for his crusades. Come and listen to the man who's gone to hell. Yeah. I don't know why people don't tell their stories. Why you should not perish? Fire and brimstone. So I checked the meaning of brimstone is sulfur. You will be burning in sulfur. For the rest of your life. Hey. Already it's not easy here. Before you are going to into a fire. And a brimstone. Like. Can I ask you a question? Don't you think that more people would be saved. If we were to go around and say all these things. How many have a feeling of salvation? Like more salvations would take place. You are waiting for me to organize a crusade. So that I come and start screaming on the platform and talking about And most people will not come. Many people will not come. And even those who come will not come today. Some come tomorrow. But you are there. But we are no more witnesses. We are no more witnesses unto Jesus. We are no more witnesses unto Jesus. We are invited to church. That's why I'm giving you hundred ways to witness. Please learn how to speak about the prodigal son for one hour. You and somebody. Don't think it's boring. Don't think they know the stories. What is this boy again? Michael Moore. You said you hadn't heard those things before? You heard, you heard it in what? I remember, but I didn't have revelation about it. I mean, some Bible story, but I didn't have that rich man, Lazarus. I'd never heard it before. My first Bible was after healing Jesus my whole life. No one, even my own parents, no one ever bought a Bible from my first Bible. I bought a Republic Hall. There's a woman, she sets up Bibles. That's the first Bible ever in my life. That was after healing Jesus. But there were Bibles in, at home, but 
when I read, I, I just close eyes. But my personal Bible was after hearing Jesus. That's when I did my, I started doing quiet time. Pastor Gales was my chief elder and he really helped me. He encouraged me. I became a shepherd and we we're going for outreaches. So, and he used to preach on spiritual temperatures. That is duality. And he helped me so much. And he's, he, he's also someone I can say has contributed to what I am today. Wow. Yes, please. What a blessing. Yes, please. Thank what you. What a blessing. If, if you are able to, we are going to somebody say, I want to talk to you about the prodigal son. Because you never actually sit in somebody's room and actually preach. Like you actually sit there, let's go to a story of prodigal son. So, there was a young guy, a man, he had two sons. Take your time. Recently, I preached at a funeral and somebody made a comment on Saturday. Made a comment. He said that it's like you, are, you were taking your time and you were not in a hurry explaining salvation to the funeral worshippers. Yes. Funeral worshippers. They explained the salvation to them in detail, step by step. Yes. That's, that's, take your time. Take your time. Look, who will go to hell? Number one, Psalm 9, verse 17. The wicked will be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. Brother, are you wicked? If you are wicked, you will be sent to hell. All wicked people are there. Number two, the nations who forget God. So when you forget God, forget about God, you will go to hell. Don't go there. Number three, the devil and his angels were sent into hell. Ah, you know how to illustrate that. We need a testimonies, I love you. You know, testimonies, I need you. You see, because testimonies help you to explain the word of God. Testimonies, testimonies make you wise. Testimony help the person to see through thy testimonies. Yes. I met a man who went to prison in South Africa. He was 35 years old. He said, I went to prison when I was 15 or 20 years old. And I'm 35 years old. And I came out. And as I was talking to him, he looked at me. And I said, what is wrong? He said, oh, I have to look at my back. Why? He said, I've been there for 15 years or 20 years. He said, they will rape you now. Yes. Rape you. He said, it's not the place. It's the people that are there. The hell is hell because of who is there. Yeah. It's not a small thing. When they give the list of the people that are going to, the wicked will be there. Demons will be there. The devil, the false prophet will be there. The beast will be there. And all whose names are not in the book of life, they all you are packing together like sabis with the most wicked group of entities that have ever existed. Is this your community that you are moving to? Can't you explain this slowly to somebody? Oh. Are you in a hurry to, to get out when you've come to somebody's room? Take your time. Take your time. You see, that's why I say, I, I, I absolutely hate it when people talk and become casual when somebody is preaching. 
Because that is the very thing that prevents the preacher from saying fully what he, what he really wanted to say. He doesn't complete his message. He summarizes and cuts it short because you see the people fidgeting and moving around. You get the feeling that Charlie is late. Eh? Charlie is late. You know, it, it would have been good for us to close now. Yeah. Take it off your time. Brother, I want to talk to you about something. It's a prodigal son. What do you mean by prodigal son? Oh, you listen. There was a certain man. He had two sons. The younger. The younger one said, Father, give me. And as is that, I don't know which country you come from, but where I come from, it is an offense for somebody to ask his father whilst he's alive, that give me my inheritance now. Is it an offense in your country too? He started with that. You see that the guy had a bad attitude. And after that, not many days after, means that he had a plan. He took his journey into a far country, as far from God. Perhaps today you are far from God. Perhaps today you are far from God. Are you not witnessing? Is it not the witnessing? Perhaps today you are far from God. Take your time. Talk. Say, brother, just allow me to speak. Just allow me to give me five, give me your, lend me your ears. Five minutes. Yeah. One day I went to a rich man's house and I felt in my heart that I have to go through the whole story of Lazarus. So I was quoting and I knew that I didn't have time to read the Bible because the way the man was, he wouldn't want me to read the Bible. So I had to memorize, you know, and I knew it, most of it. Actually, I got stuck at the end. But as soon as I got out of that, I checked my Bible and said, where did I get stuck at this place? When I got to the end, I got stuck at the last part. How many have got stuck before? <laughs> wow is it fantastic can you be a witness is it an obligation to sit in somebody's room and take the person you know I've come to discuss with you who will go to hell hey or why you should not be in the lake of fire why you should not be in fire for the rest of your days even there's no fire you need a conditioner how much more there is fire? When there's doom, so you see that you are sweating. Do you want things to get worse? From do so to hell. How many realize that you can be witnessing? How many have a lot of topics now? Greater love. Can you talk about greater love? He said, look, brother, look, I've had six girlfriends. The first one was like this. The second one was like this. The second one was the third one. This one was like this. The fourth one was the greatest of all the loves. Hey, why, 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 why? You say you'd be greater. Oh, child, the girl, he fine. He, the way they talk to me, way they relate, way they call me, way they comfort me, way they wrap me. Me, self, I see, say, Charlie, the love, he fine. He be, he be nice. He be sweet love. You know, be twisted love. He fine. Charlie, Jesus in love, you find past all loves. You tell the guy, look, I've had six girlfriends, but the love of Jesus is more than all those loves. How many have had lovers and loves, but the love of Jesus is different from all the other loves? 
If I live my life again, I'll choose you. Wow. Is it fantastic? Is it fantastic? Why you should not go to hell? Hey, how many do you have? 30? 31. Okay. Why you should not go to hell? The next one. Why your soul is important? When you sit in somebody's room and brother, I've come to tell you why. Bring your chair. You two bring your chair. Face each other. Tell him you have come to tell him why his soul is important. I've come to brother, I've come to tell you why your soul is very important to God. Yeah. Okay, and this is because Jesus, God the Father, sent his only son to come and die for us. And it's not an easy thing to send forth your son to come and die. Imagine you have one son. On this son, you prayed for this son for like 20 years. You are now 50, year, you are now 50 years. And you prayed for this son for 20 years. And you had this son. And then there's a madman walking by the street. And I come and I tell you to give your son. Give your son to save that madman. Will you do it? No. Yeah, and this is what God did for us. A greater love. The Bible said a greater love has no man. What message is he preaching? Get some water, please. Get some water, please. One bottle. I ask you, why is your soul important? You are talking about greater love and God. why God sent his son. You are now talking about why God sent his son. When I've asked you to talk about why your soul can I have one bottle please one bottle okay <laughs> now can I call somebody else from inside here why is your soul important to give me the drink why your soul is important Yes. David, careful as you answer the question because we can get wet. Um, A soul is a soul and it's precious to God. And One bottle. Wait, wait, wait. One bottle. Wait, wait. Next. One bottle and, and the next person. Why is your soul important? The Bible says that what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? So what the Bible is trying to say is that the soul of a man is more precious than all the world, everything in the world, including the treasures and every valuable thing in the world. 
good. That is one reason why your soul is important. Because I would say your soul is more important than all the treasures. Number two, your soul is important because it can be lost. What is the profit of man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Yeah, your soul is important because it can be lost. Your soul is important because it can be destroyed. Fear no, not them that kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. Fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Your soul is important because it can be destroyed. Number four, your soul is important because it can die. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Hey! Your soul is important because your soul can go to hell. He said, because thou will not leave my soul in hell. Your soul is important because it can go to hell. And the next one is, your soul is important because... It can be required of you at any time. And I shall say to him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. You see now? Have you seen the question that I asked? Why is your soul important? If you go to somebody's room, and you want to tell the person, you know, brother, I've just come to tell you why your soul is important. Do you now know why your soul is important? Come. Ayo. Is it Ayo? Why is your soul important? My soul is important because it can be required of me anytime. Hey! Number two. My soul is important to me because um, I can... Sorry. Get the bottles ready. My soul is important because it can perish. It can die. The soul that sinned shall die. My soul is important to me because because it can be destroyed. Because it can be destroyed. Yes. My soul is important because of what? It can go to hell. You are remembering after they said it. What else? It can be lost. It can be lost. You see, you are Christian, but you don't know how to witness. I said you are Christian, but you don't know your basic obligations. Obligations of Christians. To use means for the conversion. And what means are you going to use? The means that Jesus used. The means of preaching. You can't preach. You can't witness. You can't take it one by one hundred ways. Huh? You are Christians. These are your obligation of a Christian. What are we teaching in our churches? Do you know what we are preaching? What are we talking about? The basic obligation going to the world and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. You must preach 
about Jesus Christ successfully in Jerusalem, successfully in Judea, successfully in Samaria, and successfully in the uttermost parts of the earth with interpreters. Wow. What do you think? Is it fantastic? Is it not our obligation? But we have been silent. Is it not true? Dr. Sedofia, have you been taking people to have come and talk to you about your soul? You see somebody and say, oh, quick, I want to talk to you about something. What is it? No, I just want to talk to you about your soul. My soul. <laughs> My soul. Oh, yeah, I want to talk to you about soul. Can you give me five minutes? Okay. What is it? Your soul. Your soul is important. Because your soul can be lost. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses, lose his soul? Huh? What shall it profit a man? It means the whole world, everything you can get in the whole world is not as important as only your soul. The most important part of you is your soul. The soul can die. The soul that sinneth shall die. I came to talk to you about your soul. Your soul can die. Your soul can be destroyed. Why your soul is important. I came to talk to you about. These are Jesus. Your soul is important. It can be required of you at any time. Recently I preached at a funeral. Of a, in a bank. A bank in Ghana, one of the managers was there and I preached. After the funeral, when I stepped out of the church, I greeted some of the top executives of the bank. They were there. Some of them shook hands with me, smiling. A few weeks later, one of them was dead. Reading newspaper in his house like that. They just found him as Bambi's head down. He's gone. Yeah, I'm glad I preached the full gospel. I don't care if they don't they don't ever They don't ever invite me to to do anything, to speak, to be on their boards. I have no sense as far as they are concerned. I don't care. The sense I have is to talk about Jesus Christ. Yes. Take me to be a fool. But in the day that you see eternity right in front of you, you see that there is nothing more important than this message. Can you imagine the rich man who went to hell? He was wondering, can you send somebody to my brothers? Not to go and sort out the quarrels over the will. Because when a rich man dies, they quarrel over the wills and the properties. In Ghana, up till today, Kojo Sardin, they are still quarreling. Poku Transport, they are still quarreling. Wachi Matres, they are still quarreling. Uh, what? Be Mensa, they are still quarreling over it. It didn't, huh? Sidako, they are still quarreling. They, they will be quarreling and quarreling. Dude, the rich man didn't even wasn't concerned about that. He said, Charlie, my brothers, I have five of them. They are just like me. I think those who are in heaven, they wish for no one to come there. I want you guys to be the witness. If I can send you forth witnessing. I want to talk to you about the prodigal son. There was a certain man with two sons. Yeah. 
That's Christianity. Can we do that? Yeah. You think I don't have revelation? eh? You think I don't have revelation? You think I don't have revelation? I don't know. I don't know how I have anything to preach. It's up to you. Wow. What is the topic, by the way? Why your soul is important. You could nobody could answer that. <laughs> 